Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey there, I'm Mr. Black. And I'm Mr. Green. And we're a couple of guys who met in a comic book store. Together we host the Pint O' Comics podcast, where we invite listeners to join us to talk about movies, TV, comics, music, or just whatever. Starting very soon, we'll be joining up with the fine folks at Forgotten Entertainment for a special limited series called On the QT, where we talk Tarantino. Every week for 10 weeks, a guest will join us to chat about every Quentin Tarantino movie from Reservoir Dogs to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So join us starting in May 2021. On the QT is available wherever you download your podcasts and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ooh, that's a bingo. Hello there. And welcome, Nerdy Knights of the Well-Rounded Table, to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. But no matter what rank you carry, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn, we still have. And it's so true. Lots to learn today about the Geonosians, unfortunately for them. This season on Bohemian Geek Studies, we're taking our detailed darky dive into Star Wars Rebels. Today, we're diving into Season 3, Episodes 12, 13, and 14, Ghosts of Geonosis, Parts 1 and 2, and Warhead. We have done our absolute best to scramble our signature, and we'll be avoiding spoilers for future episodes. But obviously, anything in these episodes and wider Star Wars is fair game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll also throw in an adult content warning for the younglings. Callus and Thrawn came back, so Flo and Colleen have thoughts. <laughs> Always have thoughts about Thrawn. <laughs> yes. And Saw too. So without further ado, let's hop on board the Phantom 2 and see what the nice, calm, and collected Saw Guerrera has been up to as we explore our holocrons of knowledge. Colleen, let's punch it with the first holocron. Hell yes. We're heading into our first holocron. This is the Journal of the Wills, in which we go over the plot and the episode synopsis and summary. Anders, do you want to kick us off with episode 12? Absolutely. All right. So episode 12 starts off a two-part episode uh, with the potential disappearance of the Geonosians. Senna Organa uh, has tasked the ghost crew with recovering Saw Gerrera and any data that his team had collected from their mission to Geonosis. Mm -hmm. The team enters the planet's orbit and decides to investigate underground since they're not really picking up too much on the surface except some weird energy readings. Uh, Hera lands on the Dustball planet and orders the team to split up into two groups until they learn the location of that power source and the others to go find Saw. So mm -hmm. she sends Kanan, Ezra, and Chopper to investigate uh, Saw's last transmission way deep in a Geonosian structure filled with caves and tunnels. Mm -hmm. The team eventually stumbles upon several helmets that all seem to belong to members of Saw's team, and the team almost just abandons the mission. They're almost yeah. just like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, but Rex refuses. He wants to find Saw. Mm -hmm. uh, a firefight breaks out involving several random battle droids that are in the tunnels, and Saw comes in to the rescue. I guess. Cut to the sandstorm at the surface. Sabine and Zeb are searching for that power source until they come along a deflector shield generator, which could be huge for the rebellion if they got that. 
back underground, Saw thinks the Geonosian bugs are the key to finding out. Like, why the Empire wiped out the entirety of Geonosis. Like, mm, yes, good job, Saw. So Ezra and crew agree to help him because Ezra is a bleeding heart and he will do anything to help people that he has just met. Yes. Ezra, this is going to be fine. Everything's totally fine. Kanan contacts Hera and tells her that he found Saw, but he also warns her about the battle droids presence on the planet. <laughs> battle droids, which just happen to be surrounding Zev and Sabine, covered in sand. They're oh, like, I thought they were just rocks. Like ro yeah, rocks, just rocks. And they're like, oh shit. Get ready. These are not just rocks. Mm, it's fine. Back in the caves, the rebel spot Aegean Ocean. He's so cute. Who activates a remote that turns on the droids surrounding Zevin's being not a great look for Click Clack, but he is trying his best here. He is trying to, to defend. <laughs> he is trying to protect his egg. He's trying to protect a lot of stuff going in here. It's going to be okay. Saw convinces the crew to go after him. And Sabine and Zev are under siege from the droidicas that are coming up out of the sand. After Kanan does some incredible moves with the force, like amazing job here, Kanan. Super cool look here for Kanan. The crew cornered the Geonosian and Saw shoots his remote out of his hand, deactivating the Jordicas outside. Saw demands that he tell them what the Empire was building on Geonosis as part two kicks off. Uh, so part two starts off. Saw is interrogating the Geonosian, but Ezra takes over and kind of has a little bit of a gentler hand. Yeah. He dubs the little Geonosian click-clack. Click-clack. Click-clack keeps making this mysterious drawing of what the empire was up to all it is is a circle within a circle uh but saw is like that doesn't make any sense and he handcuffs him yeah. um so saw lost his sister during the clone wars to a separatist gunship that had been mm -hmm. created by the geonosians so uh, this is just feeding into his hatred yes above ground Imperial Captain Brunson orders a patrol of TIE bombers to Geonosis uh, mm -hmm. as they are also picking up this strange signature. Yeah. Back underground, Click Clack takes the crew to his home. Saw rummages around, just kind of tearing the place up. It's actually yeah, really, cool. really bad. Cool. Um, while Click Clack continues to draw circles and the team finds an egg, possibly mm. the last Geonosian queen left. Finally, the crew get a signal out to Hera and Hera, and she orders them back to the ghost. Yeah. So the crew compromised with Saw and agreed to bring Click Clack for interrogation at Chopper Base and return. then they can return him and the egg to Geonosis where they belong. Yes. The Thai bombers arrive, send a holographic image back to Captain Brunson who recognizes the ghosts. And when the rebel crew climb aboard the ship, Saw again demands to interrogate Click Clack and Hera cautions Kanan on Saw's extremism. Cue to them discovering Saw torturing <laughs> Click Clack with an electroshock transmitter and threatening to blast the queen egg unless they just hand him over and let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, bad look yes. for Saw. Rex and Ezra make some very impassioned speeches, such as destroying the egg will make him just as bad as the Empire. Truth, for Which real. he doesn't really care, but he starts to kind of go along with it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I guess genocide is bad like yes saw yes it is please do not kill an entire race of people just because you have a beef against them and click like he, he seems like he's an admin like this is not a war general of the geonosians this is like some poor random schlub that yeah. was the last one left and got caught in the tunnels like this is not 
a super trooper for real though you this guys is the, i mean well you never know maybe he was the ezra who managed to slip away that's true he could he have been the, uh, hiding yeah he was the, the jen erso that... hiding in the cave oh, but that just makes me sadder <laughs> poor click like he's doing his best okay back to chopper he lets the team know that the empire has found them whoopsies so they go deeper into geonosis to escape Cue another freaking firefight involving Ezra, Kane, and Zeb, Saw, and some jump troopers before Sabine flies in on her jetpack, looking great. Good look for Ezra here where he's like, oh, they're so fucked. <laughs> My sister's here. This is great. When the crew reaches the bottom of the shaft, they discovered that the Empire exterminated the Geonosians with chemical weapons. Just all of them. Every one of them is dead, except for Click Clack. Saw frees Click Clack, who goes deeper underground with the egg. Captain Brunson tries to bury the ghost crew alive, but they fight their way back out. Back in space, the crew tell Senator Organa and Commander Sato about the chemical warfare, though the mystery about what the Empire was building remains the same. I mean, we know, we know what it is. We know what it is. Click Clack's like, for God's sake, I made a diagram. <laughs> Nobody knows what this is. I mean, it is a super weapon that is outside of anyone's like, yeah. mind. They had no idea that this thing could possibly mm -hmm. be built. So then we move into episode 14, which opens rather ominously uh, with two Imperial Star Destroyers deploying pods into hyperspace. One of them crashes near Chopper Base, and a droid climbs out and starts to take some readings. It's monitoring a rebel ship taking off before it's attacked by two Krikna spiders. I, you yeah. know what? How would we possibly know that we're on Adelon without the spiders? I guess. It's just rude. <laughs> Inside Chopper Base, Hera orders Zeb to stay behind before the crew departs for a training exercise. Uh, AP5 is there to keep Zeb company and count crates, which he will tell you he is much better at than Zeb is. Yes, that's fair. But Zeb decides he's going to head off to investigate that uh, meteor damage with Chopper. They come upon the infiltrator droid, but Zeb doesn't realize it's a problem and just takes the droid back, despite Chopper's protestations. Guys, listen to Chopper. Listen to Chopper. He's a paranoid little shit, but he is usually right. <laughs> like, for real, listen to yeah. Chopper. So we get back to the base, and the droid becomes what he is like he turns yeah. into this assassin droid he fights with ap and with chopper before really going at it with zeb like he is fighting tooth and nail with zeb here it kind of looks like you you've seen futurama right yeah you remember when uh, when bender becomes the wrestler and the like the yes. little skinny robot in the theater like bulks up yeah. <laughs> the mass unit what did you say as these shoulders like get bigger and bigger I love when any sort of thing like that happens visually, like they start picking on a guy who has a really small head yeah. some, and then he stands up and he's like this huge bulky dude. <laughs> or like in the Simpsons when the tall guy gets out of the small car. Oh yeah. But when Nelson laughs at him. Now march. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Basically friends, don't make for that guy. people. Don't, I, I do too. Guy. This is I, the only automobile that I can afford. I have very long legs. I feel for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true you do have a long wingspan and a long leg span yes. you need a much nicer like leg free car you need it all right so the good news is they have shut him down and the droid wasn't able to send their location to the empire hooray bad news mm. his chest is counting down 
do something, <laughs> which they're like, this is most likely a proton warhead. <laughs> it's gonna explode yeah. at any second. This is fine. Fortunately, Chopper freezes it. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for Chopper. Like for real. We'd all be dead so many times over if Chopper weren't here. They decide to send the droid back to the Empire set to explode. Zeb and AP5 actually begin to bond a bit here, which is very cute. I do love when AP starts to bond in with a, people. In a you're not as dumb as you look kind of way. <laughs> yes, a very antagonistic way from AP, but Zeb's just like, whatever, I guess it's a compliment coming from you. Sadly, not so sadly for those aboard the Star Destroyer, it blows up as Callus looks on and smiles. <laughs> like, you would not be smiling, Callus, if it went to your Star Destroyer. Yeah. Like, if it had gone for the Chimera, they, they would not be smiling quite as much. Nope. The next day, the other Spectres return from their exercise early, much to Hera's chagrin, until a message from Fulcrum interrupts her, congratulating the Rebels for reprogramming and destroying the droid. I do love Callus's voice here, where he's like, I can't believe you fucking did it, but you yeah. did it. <laughs> and I just let, like, Zeb starts off with like, yeah, nothing really happened. And then the message comes in, and he's like, well, yeah, maybe we did that. Maybe something happened, I don't know. Meanwhile, Callus conveys to Grand Admiral Thrawn, hmm, Mabu, his thoughts on how the explosion occurred. Despite the apparent setback, Thrawn is pleased, which means that we should not be pleased because he pinpoints the rebels to one of the systems the droids were sent to, which is like 94, I believe is the number. Yeah. Narrowing down, yeah, the rebel space from 94 from thousands. Like Thrawn only sent out 94 of these droids so he's going to be able to calculate or at least that ship quickly. only sent out 94 yeah that ship sent out 94 he's going to be able to calculate fairly quickly yeah Ooh, not happened. good not good oh, everything's fine <sighs> all right guys well next we are going to head into our second holocron the will of the force this is where we get into the theme or themes of today's episodes colleen you want to start us off i guess our episode themes for this week for 12 and 13 are Ends and means. Mm. Saw is very determined to discover what the Empire was up to on Geonosis, which fair, because there was a genocide and you want to know what freaking went down there. But he's also really mad at the Geonosians and all other separatists, basically. Like this is, he's got a lot going on here, guys. For the Clone Wars and what it cost him. It cost him his planet. It cost him his sister. Cost him his freedom basically everything like saw everything was taken from saw so i understand why he's a little bit of a douchebag he's willing to take like do whatever it takes to get the information that he wants including torture including threatening to destroy the last egg of a civilization (laughs) it's not a great look for you saw but we know why you're doing it luckily ezra does get through to him that wiping out an endangered species is probably going one step too far you're heading in the wrong direction, Saw. I mean, Boar Gullet is yet to happen, but that is also coming later. This theme has popped up a few times in Rebels, where the Ghost crew has to decide how far they're willing to go in order to achieve their ends, in order to win. The continuing theme of it's not how we fight or how we win, it's like how we choose to fight. Like, yes, you have I was to gonna say, I think you, uh, sorry, I inverted that, my, it's, it's not that we win. It's, it's not that we win. win. It's how we win. It's how we choose to it's fight. A, yeah. And saw, unfortunately, usually chooses a violent way to fight, which unfortunately sometimes is the only thing that works. 
I mean, we're going to get into this a lot more in upcoming Rebels episodes about the dichotomy yes. within the Rebel Alliance. But for now, we're seeing the kind of bits of the radicalism that Saw brings to the table. And we also saw Ezra struggling with this earlier in the season, with his dabbling with the dark side, with the Sith Holocron. Like, yes, he wants to do whatever he can to win. Thankfully, he has Kanan to pull him back. Although here he doesn't listen to him. <laughs> nope. Kanan's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And Ezra's like, no, we gotta help people. And Kanan's like, damn it, I taught you too well. <laughs> also not giving Chopper a vote. Well done, because he would have voted to leave. And then our next episode, 14, the theme is working together, even with people who annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> this is basically like a workplace comedy slash drama, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> About working with the people slash, you don't want to work with. <laughs> this, is the, this is the teenagers are home alone. Mom and dad are oh, out. God, yes, completely. <laughs> Even though Zeb is the chief of security, he is basically a large child. Yes. And yeah, like Hera, really? You're going to leave him alone on the base with those two droids? <laughs> wild, wild shit happening on Chopper yes. base. <laughs> and so for our series theme, normally we would get into the family that you choose, but here we're talking a little bit more about the family that you lost, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen Clone Wars, Saw's sister Sila was killed in an altercation with Separatist forces. Ahsoka nearly saved her, but she lost her grip, and Sila became one of the very few Star Wars characters to actually die from a fall. Mm -hmm. So this contributes, I mean, losing her pushes Saw so much closer to the brink, and he's already mad at the Separatists, but now he's not, not too exactly happy with the Jedi and the Republic because they didn't oh. win their fight there, and they weren't enough to save his sister. Mm -hmm. And we see this, we see a little bit more of this getting into his appearance in the Bad Batch, which I think we're yes. going to talk a little bit about next. Also mm -hmm. check out our Bad Batch episodes. <laughs> yes, with Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's it for our themes. Let's move into the third holocron, the galaxy's populace. This is where we discuss characters and relationships covered in today's episodes. So again, just talking about Saw. So a little bit of a trace here. Saw first appeared back in the Clone Wars. He's a young freedom fighter, just desperate to save his planet and his sister from the Separatists, even though she was probably a better fighter than he was at that point. And he knew it too. So And a better leader. <laughs> yep. So Saw has had kind of an out-of-order appearance throughout Star Wars. He's first introduced it back in 2012 in Season 5, which uh, is the War on Two Fronts. He gets a mention back in Season 2 of Rebels, but this is the first time we've seen him on the show. Now, this episode aired about a month or so after the release of Rogue One, which he also features prominently in, but takes place much later in the timeline. Uh, so having those released so close to each other was kind of a nice way to tie those two pieces together. Mm -hmm. And Forrest Whitaker comes back to voice him in Rebels. Yes. Fun, fun little fact, though, when he first appears in the Clone Wars, he's got these very, very bright blue eyes. Now, Forrest Whitaker has brown eyes on screen. So when they put him in Rebels, they kind of split the difference and his eyes here are green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying i guess it's like muddying the waters <laughs> yes character maybe he's actually uh, there's another clone army of sagareras oh, that God. failed oh wow I and mean, they, the empire would be screwed and I would... these are the, each one these are their bad batch they're they're different oh the eyes are different <laughs> 
we see you Star Wars and we raise you an eye color. Oh my gosh. So if you trace all of Saw's appearances from the Clone Wars to the Bad Batch to Rebels to Rogue One, and of course there are the novels too, he's in Catalyst and Rebel Rising, you get a very measured and traceable progression in his methods and beliefs, kind of his descent into madness mm-hmm. a little bit. Saucers is a great very reminder. Well together. Yes, when you get all of the content about Saw, it makes complete sense how he ends up as he is in Rogue One. Because most people first met him in Rogue One. Yeah. They hadn't seen Clone Wars, probably wouldn't have seen Rebels afterward. So they're like, what is Forrest Whitaker doing here with like all these weird prosthetics and the weird voice and his hair is out of control in Rogue One when he's older. Oh, it's just crazy. I like Saw's character because he serves as a great reminder that the Rebellion is much more of a big tent coalition than a unified body. Like they're not solidified, especially at this point in the story. Rex and Saw, this is fun. Rex met Saw back on Andron during the Clone Wars. He actually helped train Saw and his sister to fight the Separatists, how to be guerrilla war, warfare, basically. Mm-hmm. Saw proved to himself that to be a competent fighter Although the loss of Steel has truly warped his mind, like we really start to see it here. And we see that and, Rex doesn't want to believe it necessarily. Yeah. He's like, I know how good this guy really is. Yes. Ugh. He was good, like so good before he lost his sister. And it's like, yes, he was, but we have to kind of think about now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that Rex would have a really difficult time accepting that Vader was Anakin. I think he would have a super difficult time with that. Yeah. Like worse than Ahsoka, probably. It's so weird how many people how many people suspect that that Vader is Anakin, but they either a lot of the Imperials don't actually care. It's just like whatever. Yeah. So moving on, we also get some good stuff from Ezra in this episode. He hates really the good. Empire just as much as any of us, but he's really yes. starting to show off his how much his capacity for empathy is growing mm-hmm. here. You know, he wants to show kindness to Click Clock, and he's absolutely horrified when Saw is threatening the egg. Yeah. He's just like, no, dude, come on. Like this particular one, he didn't he didn't blow up he didn't no, he didn't do anything. He's just trying to protect his home and his family. Right. Like he did kill your unit with the droids, but he had a but reason you were for invading doing it. his house. And all of his people had just been You were bombed. the wet bandits. Yes, they were <laughs> the wet bandits. For real, home alone references. We're sorry, Flo. But for real, like he he's the last one of his race. And he has the queen egg and he knows the only way that they could survive is to keep that egg safe. Mm -hmm. So it makes complete sense where he would see these soldiers coming in and would be like, they've come to finish us off. Yeah. Like they tried and they failed with me and the queen egg, but now they're coming to kill us all. I guess that makes complete sense (laughs) that he would want to kill any insurgents who came to the planet. Last but not least, we have Zeb. We haven't seen a lot from him lately, so it's nice that we get to focus in on him a little bit here. Zeb and AP5. (laughs) (laughs) Total personalities clashing here because Zeb and Ezra are very similar. They probably would hate it if somebody told them that, but they have kind of the similar mindset. AP knows how to push Zeb's buttons throughout this episode. I don't think he means to do it necessarily. (laughs) 
sometimes yes he definitely does but sometimes he's just stating what he thinks is a fact and zeb is like fuck fuck i am better at this than you yes which is a fact it (laughs) is a straight up fact it's just what it is how it is with ap5 i I love that he plays on zeb's insecurities here and his leadership capabilities and his ability to handle danger but zeb actually does really well here with the resources that he has yes he does and his plan is pretty good if it wasn't thrawn on the other end i think he would have gotten away with it mm-hmm. but because it is thrawn mm, we'll have to see how that plays out yes i wonder how it could possibly end up <laughs> i wonder i wonder if that's going to be pertinent to the plot in any way <laughs> okay so now we're going to head into our fourth holocron binding the galaxy together in which we go over the homages and easter eggs from the episode Anders, do you want to start us off with that mysterious circle within a circle? Yes, that circle within a circle. What could it possibly be? Obviously, we as the audience know that that is, in fact, the Death Star. Remember that Mm -hmm. way back in Attack the Clones, the first canon appearance, I guess you could say, of the Death Star and its plans was being held by the Geonosian, by, uh, Mm -hmm. what's his name, Pickle? Yeah, the general guy. The general, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, handing them off to Count Dooku. So that is where they started to build the Death Star. Eventually mm-hmm. they moved it, wiped out any trace, including all of the workers that they had basically enslaved of the Geonosians. During the development of Rebels, Filoni and his team ultimately decided that they were they could allude to the Death Star, but they could never come out and actually say it. They could never say Death Star. They could never actually show it or anything like that. So this yeah. is like the closest that we can get. Um, close according to their show bible yes exactly saw is so close he's so so close nobody can quite connect the dots the only people that really know what's going on are imperials and galen or so yeah it's really only people that know next we have asking the right questions about geonosis might be what got callus to turn spy for the rebels he was last arguing with zeb about why all the geonosians were gone he said there's probably a good reason for it zeb's like really did you ask? Really? Yeah. Did you ask the questions? And Callus is like, what? What? <laughs> ask questions about my, my superiors? Oh my God. We wonder exactly though how we might have gone about researching this because the Death Star was such a hush-hush project. Like I'm sure his superiors, if he had said like anything, would have been like, raise eyebrows much. The only way I think he could have gotten away with it was because he was like at that mission at geonosis and he was trapped Mm -hmm. on the moon and he comes back and he's like i need to debrief i need to find out like what's going on and then he probably got hit with the top secret you can't look at this yeah it was probably i mean they probably were just like yeah the geonosians they rebelled we took them out yes there was a mining accident always a mining accident a poison gas got loose you know how it is it just happens yeah they're all dead all the debris is gone for no reason yes (laughs) <laughs> so down in those tunnels let's talk about the battle droids so we have the destroyers the droid echoes i don't think we really get any b2s i don't think so i don't think we get any b2s but the b1 are actually sort of like these combo b1s and you can tell that click clack has like pieced these together the coloring mm-hmm. on them is very much a combination of the kind of the pale tan that we saw in episode one and the Geonosian kind of like brownish red that we saw at the Battle of Geonosis in episode two. Right. So he at least knew how to build droids. Yes. 
poor buddy, probably just a scientist. This is a scientist stuck down in the tunnels with the queen egg and himself. Boring. All right, next we have sand gets everywhere. <laughs> this one is for Flo, for it real. Does jam up the cannons. Uh, from her favorite prequel, Anakin's line about sand is apparently shared by Sabine, which makes sense when we learn where she's from. Yes. <laughs> Next up, so we get into Click Clack's house, and you will notice that maybe this is why Ezra seems to get along with him so much. He collects helmets too. He has a clone trooper helmet that is likely left over from the Battle of Geonosis. I think that's probably the last time the clones, the clones were there. Mm-hmm. Was that an initial fight that starts the Clone Wars in Episode 2, Attack of yep. the Clones. And Rex was there. Mm-hmm. He was there when this happened, which is also interesting because Rex is like, fuck, I didn't think I'd ever have to come back here. Speaking of Rex, he's no Skywalker. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> really? Rex. Oh my god. But I do love that he makes fun of Kanan. This really never gets old. He and Saw both knew Anakin during the Clone Wars. So this is just like an extra fun bonus for like two dudes, two war buddies that get to reminisce for just a moment, kind of. Like being like, remember when we were kind of okay? (laughs) When we were learning how to fight and it was kind of fun. Indeed, Saw thought that all Jedi were gone as well after the purge in Revenge of the Sith. So him seeing Kanan and Ezra here I think kind of turns his mind oh. around a little bit, but it's still like mm, so much for him. Like it's too much emotionally for Saw. Yeah. This whole mission really was. So next up, getting back into Click Clacks and his lair. So I thought that this particular setup, you have the the bug-like kind of last of his kind trying to protect the egg that is going to hatch the final queen to potentially repopulate the species is very much an homage to uh, the 80s novel science fiction novel Ender's Game which ends on a very similar note Mm -hmm. the buggers Uh, yes the buggers (laughs) very messed up story very messed up author yeah Orson Orson Scott Card not a great dude which sucks because Ender's Game is an excellent book yeah like it's so good should, instead but, of a movie they should have just made a battle a battle school tv show yes it would have been amazing yes. completely same <laughs> cast that would have been fine yeah absolutely i would have embraced that show fully because more it was a than really good one story. scene in that arena yes right that's the entire freaking point of the book is that I he's know. learning how to do battle tactics in that arena Ugh, that's fine we can whine about that movie <laughs> another time <laughs> wayfinder <sighs> all about the wayfinders yeah sean we know that it's different than a holocron we don't care <laughs> sean friend of the pod next we have bail organa we'll show the hollows of the poison gas canisters to the senate we think that this is probably one of the really big motivating factors for the senate trying to push back against palpy and then in a new hope palpatine's like fuck you i'm dissolving the senate goodbye and yeah we're done we're done pretending that you have any sort of power in the galaxy and them finding out about any sort of thing to do with the death star probably also was like oh they're getting a little close we need to move this along like get Mm -hmm. get rid of the senate all right then uh next up at the start of the episode warhead we have the launching of probe droids this is very very similar to the opening setup of empire strikes back where the star destroyer Mm -hmm. is just launching several probe droids off we follow one down to the planet zeb thinks it's a meteorite so he goes to investigate a la luke 
Whoopsies. All that's going there. It is very interesting to note that the droids Thrawn deployed were actually banned by the Empire. So he was breaking an Imperial mandate to do this. Don't think anyone really cared, though. No. As long like, as he gets results, quote, Thrawn that is, that, is not, that is not a mandate. That is a guideline. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, that sign can't stop Thrawn. He can't read. <laughs> He's fine. That is kind of interesting, though. Thrawn, Thrawn will do whatever he has to do. Oh, yeah. To win. And Imperial mandates, he's kind of like, I don't, I don't need to listen to because <laughs> I'm not an Imperial. <laughs> I'm a Grand Admiral. Tell me what to do. I dare you. Right? Like, I don't think anybody could, unless Palpatine was like, don't use those droids. And he would still be like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure, until I find the rebels that you're looking for. Next, we have some original concept art. When the infiltrator droid is in protocol mode, its design is based on the original C-3PO concept art from Ralph McQuarrie. Like, yay! He looks so good. I do like the infiltrator droid concept. Yeah. Like the Trojan horse kind of aspect of it. Very cool. And very, very, very cool. ingenious. Another Thrawn masterpiece there. And then lastly, we have cameos from Wedge and Hobby. They are still at Chopper Base. Yes. And Hera yells at them to get a move on at the beginning of Warhead. They're off for this training exercise. Mm-hmm. Damn teenage pilots. Mm. <laughs> Always messing around. Always messing around. All right. Well, that's it for our homages and Easter eggs. So before we move into our next holocron, we'd like to take just a quick break to hear about Fiverr. So do you need a freelancer to help with your website, either a designer or you need someone to help write some expert articles and blogs? Maybe you need a presentation designer to help you with a big work project? Well, look no further than the number one freelance marketplace, Fiverr. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with pressing projects. You can just post your gig, get your search on, find a freelancer, some people for as low as $5 per gig. Don't deal with the hassle of finding freelancers by yourself. Let Fiverr help you. See the link in our show notes to get started. Note, Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr, so we may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click the link. These commissions help support the growth of BGS, and we appreciate your continued support. Once again, we need to raise the money to get on a Galactic Star Cruiser. (laughs) It's never going to happen, but we can dream. Yes, yes, we can. All right, everyone. Now we are transitioning into our fifth holocron, the newbie from Naboo. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There's Flo. This is Flo's first time <laughs> watching Rebels. So we've tasked her with watching the episodes and giving us her questions and her takes. So let's see what our ambassador for Naboo thought of our very Attack of the Clonesy episodes this week. I had predictions as soon as I was as I was watching this. I was like, I think I know how Flo is going to react to these. I love that we can do that. We're like, we know, like something. Yes, we know. <laughs> That's so funny. So obviously, first of all, for those of you watching on YouTube, I am in my childhood bedroom. I'm visiting my parents. I'm like literally, my computer is my computer is on an ottoman and I'm sitting on a pile of pillows. This is not like professional podcasting, so I hey, apologize. I think you look cute and I could not tell that anything was going awry. Thanks, girl. Okay, so obviously I was super excited to hear that we're going to Geonosis, not for one, but for two episodes. Obviously, like the Battle of Geonosis is a big deal for me. I love the Battle of Geonosis. Love the weird carriage scene where Anakin and Padme profess their love to each other. It's going to destroy us anyway. Just like the best. 
Okay, the issue is like this was good there. Yes. It was so hot. It was hot. It burns inside of me still. It was great. (laughs) It was amazing. The whole thing was just like it was sizzling. Man, okay, I can't. I'm gonna get like really distracted if we talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The issue is this episode had none of that. (laughs) No. No, it's all sad. all so sad okay, so let's start from the top episode 12 where geonosis it's a rescuation right like they're trying to rescue saw guerrera's like rebel faction who's been mm-hmm. there right yeah. yeah we had been to geonosis earlier if i recall correctly right yes. they had detected nothing with callus okay. so right so i vaguely remembered that and then i was like oh obviously like something has changed i i Found an interest. First of all, I was excited about Saw Guerrera because he's a weirdo. Yes. And spoiler, he's a huge weirdo. Um, I yeah. he we'll get into that, but he's really intense. I didn't realize that Rex would know Saw, so that was kind of a surprise. And I don't Wars. know if that was Clone Wars. That was okay. Clone Wars. He trained. Got Saw. it. Okay, maybe a little too well. <laughs> Yes, maybe, he's a too close. He up a he's yes. too close to the situation. <laughs> there, there was just a lot. There was a lot there. Um, so, so I watched this one with Charlotte, my daughter. Yeah. And we're on a trip to Northern California right now. And so she just got new headphones. So she was sitting on the bed with, with her new, like, big old and headphones. She goes, Mommy, that girl and I, we both have headphones. Talk about Hera. And it was like the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> So she was like super into it. So there you go. Headphone representation matters. She was real into it. So then she ended up watching the whole episode with me, which was really cute. Okay. My main issue this episode and the next episode, Mm -hmm. it just feels derogatory to refer to the notions as bugs. Yes. Okay. That was not okay. And I took issue with it. You should. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like the Geonosians look different here than they did in Clone in um, Attack of the Clones. A little bit. Like, At least Click Clack looks a little bit yeah, different. Yeah, Click Clack definitely looks a little different. Yeah. We're going to talk about Click Clack because I'm obsessed with Click Clack and I need to <laughs> have Click Clack in episode and also in every aspect of my life. Um, okay, so that was tough, especially coming from Ezra, right? I was like, Ezra, that's like, that feels derogatory. He knows then <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he totally does. He to- he does redeem himself. And they don't give Chopper a vote. Yeah, that was bad. And I was just like, that what? That is just so effed up. Mm-hmm. I was pissed about that. The only thing that made this episode like better in terms of that, because I felt like it was kind of slow and I was like kind of like Saw's looking hot. Saw looks good. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Saw doesn't Saw, look bad yet. He looks man he's looking great like i don't see know him what in the clone happened wars. oh does he look even better because oh. that could get me into clone wars he's a few okay. younger. clone wars it's like mm. see, <laughs> see now we're talking like now now i might go back to clone wars he was looking real like real good mm-hmm. um anyways moving on from that i was and still kind of am okay two things i'm of i'm of two minds here kanan got super outvoted twice okay and so 
I was really expecting something worse to happen because of Kanan's intuition and mm-hmm. nothing like that bad happened. So I felt like that was kind of like thrown away. So I don't know if we come back to that, but I, I was I was really concerned mm-hmm. and then it went away. So that felt weird. Okay. I think he's feeling like reverberations through the force maybe about what happened to the Geonosians. Because yeah. a lot of times Jedi can feel okay. that kind of Like residual... this never leads to anything good. Probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, no. It was it was both a good and a bad choice to keep going. I just feel like Kanan took the back seat in this mission. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that didn't feel very Kanan-y. Like and they took, they gave him shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's it, no it Skywalker. Like kind of, yeah. First of all, that was tough. But also, like, it just felt kind of disrespectful. Like, we've seen can be like this super, like, strong, intense, like, almost like bullheaded leader. Mm-hmm. And here he just like took such a step back. Like certainly yeah. since he's lost his eyesight, like he's taken a step back. But this one just felt like a huge step back. Like, okay, like you see something, say something. And then like, if it's like an issue, you should probably like make a bigger deal out of it. Right. I don't know. Let I just felt weird about it. <laughs> Let Chopper Andrew was looking at me like I'm caudic right now. No, you're good. No, I mean, (laughs) Kanan will come to the forefront again in the next episodes. So I think you'll be happier with the next ones. But in this one, it was more of like the Ezra, like steps up kind of episode. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So let's talk about that because, okay. So let's move on to episode 13 where Ezra like really steps up. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, Saw is intense. Like he is way too much. He needs to chill the F out. Like that was me the entire episode. It was like breathe. Like, Never. let's let's Saw chill has out. No chill. He has no Saw has chill. Absolutely no chill. And he only what, gets like, worse. What? He's really intense. He, he needs to stop. He lost his sister. And a lot of okay, Ezra lost his whole family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there is a con- like the con- continuity of Saw's descent is very good but it's spread out across okay. a lot of properties and it jumps a little bit and like, they did, like yeah. this this episode came out about a month or so after rogue one mm-hmm. so we Where had seen him really oh, okay. we had seen him in the Clone yeah, yeah, Wars yeah. several years before then we jumped right. to rogue one where he is at the very end of it all and then we jump back yeah, yeah, yeah. like a month later to see this mm-hmm. and then he, he shows up in bad batch Oh, Bad Batch, that's rough. I mean, mm, there's a very good reason for why he is the way he is, but he definitely needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, it was was a lot. And like, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about Click Clack in a second, but like, I just referred to him as KK. Yeah, my notes. Yeah, just so cute. Like, he was very obviously afraid and non threatening. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody who saw him as threatening is like not looking properly. Like, he was right. just scared. Yeah. So it's like, give it a rest, my dude. Okay. Loved Ezra's empathy. That was so lovely where he was just like approaching him. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure why talking slowly would be helpful in conversing with him. But okay. <laughs> I, I thought about that as that would happen. Like it happens. It's, I mean, it's a trope, right? That yeah, the, the, the well meaning yeah. person is 
talking to the person like they're an idiot when they just need just right. to like, be clear. <laughs> and well, he's, he's probably using the force too, which is helpful. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. Like, could the force like translate? Because I feel like that would be more useful. It can it do does. the emo- emotions part. It does to a okay. degree for Ahsoka and Grogu. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, so maybe like he just hasn't learned that skill yet. Click Clack is there. cute. He's so I'm just obsessed with him. My next note literally just says chill the fuck out. Like li- I've got five notes that say that. Also, like Zeb was kind of mood here. It was like breathe. Like, why is everybody so freaked out right now? Like, you've been in worse pickles. Like, there's no creepy spiders. There's one quote unquote bug. Like, chill out. Anyways, it was just weird. Okay, there's a scene where Saw has like just lost his freaking mind for like the millionth time. Mm-hmm. And in the background, like it's not even like anything that's happening, but Ezra like pats Click Clack on the back and like hugs him. And it was like, this is I the heard. sweetest thing ever. I was just like, I'm obsessed with you, Ezra. Like that is so lovely that you're like approaching this basically like at this point, like a prisoner of war. And you're just like, being a human with him mm-hmm. or you know like a geonosian or whatever with him and it's just like it was so lovely so i love that i love that right. the, the egg can we talk about this queen egg this yeah, was yeah. frog lady part two <laughs> so <laughs> don't let grogu anywhere near that egg <laughs> oh my god Okay, so anybody who has listened to our Mandalorian coverage knows that, like, I am very affected by any sort of danger coming to eggs. Okay, I was so nervous about this egg from beginning to end. Then freaking Saw, like, turns his blaster on it, and I was just like, I'm gonna kill you, Saw Guerrera. Like, this is how you die. I'm going to kill you. Not okay. That was horrible. Also, so lovely of click clack to like protect this egg with like his life and just be like i cannot let my species die out again completely frog lady vibes like this is it like this is this is all we got so loved that but also i was nervous the entire time i like i don't even know if i want to like say this one now because it's in chronological order if i want to save it because it was like so fabulous (laughs) So I'm going to say, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. Felt so bad for click clack the whole time. Then we find out there's poison gas, right? Mm -hmm. Like the empire has been like killing everybody. Obviously as a Jew, I'm like, I know how this shit goes. So that was not good. And then like, they didn't even get them past the, the, the big empire ship. And I was just like, this sucks. At least they got pictures, which was good. I didn't even know they could take pictures. That was great. I loved the idea at the end that just like, even though they're not seeing eye to eye with Saul, like the the fact they've got a common enemy was enough for this yeah. one moment in time. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Like you don't have to agree. This kind of like reminded me of like, not to get too political, but like <laughs> the rift between progressives and Democrats. Yeah. And that like, yeah. at the end of the day, there's like a common thing that like, we do mostly agree on most things. And we have to like focus on that sometimes and not get so bogged down. Like, obviously we know that Saw Guerrera is like, he's a radical, like yes. he's the progressive in this. And like, you know, sometimes like you have to understand that like not everybody is going to be that radical or like see things your way. And like, you have to 
sometimes take the more moderate path if it at least like gets you somewhere close to your goal. So it was kind of good. I I, I did like that a lot. That- might come up again later. <laughs> there, oh, there, really? There oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I'm excited about that because I like that theme a lot. But the gold medal, we just got out of the Olympics. So the gold medal of this episode, hands down, goes to Sabine saying, stupid sand gets everywhere. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, yes. I think I screamed. Um, it was amazing, obviously, like such a callback to my dude. And I just loved it. So it was. It was just fabulous. So thank you for that, Rebels. Just thank you. Yeah, um, it was just so great. I was like, Flo's going to fucking oh, love yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I just, I eat that shit up. Like, give me any of that. Any of that. The fact that we're on Geonosis and you're talking to me about sand, we're done. Like, sign sealed, delivered, I'm yours. <laughs> okay. So on that high note, Let's move into episode 14. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start it's, off yeah, with it's, it. It was random, first of all. But second of all, there, there were some really great moments. AP5 is just untouchable. Yes. Do not yes. touch AP5. Yes. I love him. Amazing. I love so him. sassy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And like... Honestly, Zeb needs somebody like that to like put him back in his place because Zeb can deli- like he can dish it, but he has a really hard time taking it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, good, like AP5, like don't take his shit. Mm-hmm. I was all about that, especially because he was such a sass in the previous episode that I was just like, Zeb, chill out. Of course, we see Callus. So Ooh. I was like, hey, he's looking great. <laughs> He was looking great. We got him both as Callus and as Fulcrum in this one, which was really cool. Cause like at this point we know there was that like last scene where he's got like that really hot side smile where I was just like, Callus, you're everything right now. Everything. Um, but overall this episode like didn't do too much for me. It was, it was just like a lot of physical things and not a ton of plot like right mm-hmm. I, I I will say I liked obviously the Thrawn part where like Thrawn super smart was like okay so they did this like we lost this battle but like now we've narrowed down their bases to 94 planets instead of thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands of them yeah I I saw that coming to be honest like Zeb didn't have too much of a choice like he had to send right. the thing back yeah so it's like okay um but it wasn't yeah it was kind of like a lose lose at this point so yeah um i thought he handled it well i thought that i did think um, wouldn't it be really funny in that thrawn moment if it turns out that this one that came back and blew up like wasn't the rebels it was like some random like smuggler or some like angsty teen on like tatooine who messed with it and sent it back luke yeah (laughs) totally I mean, but that's like, that's a risk Thrawn has to take, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it could have just been a fluke. Yeah. A fluke. Luke, fluke. Uh, Love it. Oh, fake Luke. That's an heir to the Empire. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Um, So yeah, I mean, this episode was kind of meh for me. Besides the AP5 sass and the callous hotness beard and um, Thrawn's tiny, tiny moment. It's fine. It was fine. It was kind of filler, but again 
fine. Except, except the bad, the bad part. I was going to say the baddest part. The bad part is the spiders were back and yeah. I don't need that in my life yeah. at all. Okay. I think we're ready to move into our sixth holocron, the conjecture at the cantina. This is where we ask our questions about the episodes and explore some wider Star Wars lore together. I'm going to start out with my segment. What did Dave Filoni and crew have to say about these episodes? We got a lot of info actually about the ghost of Geonosis. Story groups Pablo Hidalgo talked about why the Death Star had to move from Geonosis. Mm. Saw Guerrero was getting too close in his investigations. Like he was getting really, really close. And that spooked some of the Imperial higher-ups who knew about the project. So they were like, yeet, we got to get this freaking thing out of there. As soon as they basically got a hyperdrive, they took it and then they bombed the Geonosians into Eternian, basically. Yeah. Yes. The Geonosians also hadn't figured out how to make the giant kyber crystal laser work, which is why Krennic was looking for Galen Ursa. So feeding into Rogue One, the only thing they couldn't crack was this laser. So it's like, if the Geonosians had been able to do it, maybe they would still be alive. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so either. I mean, I think that would have been the first test right there. Oh, God, yeah. Considering what's happening on Camino right now and the Bad Badge, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, the Geonosians were pretty much fucked. The entire crew was really excited to be directly tied to the live action movies. They were like, we're, we're, we matter. We, we matter. Our show is great and we matter. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. We love you. We love you so much. Rebels is amazing. Uh, for Warhead, it was actually supposed to be a Rex and Zeb episode, mm. which I'm kind of sad we didn't get because Rex and Zeb don't get a lot of time together, especially alone. But we did get that like a little bit of Zeb getting excited to hear from Callus. <laughs> the guy was like, oh, Fulcrum's calling. And Zeb's like, do tell. Like, throw it up on the hollow. Like, I want to hear from my man. Very excited about that. Uh, Jay Baloney also said that he wished they'd made the infiltrator droid look more like K2SO from Rogue One. That makes sense. To tie sense. it closer to that movie. That does, cool. that does make sense. I would have liked that. Yeah. So one of my main questions coming out of these episodes, I was curious, what did ultimately happen to the egg, mm. right? It is mm. a queen egg, so it's going to repopulate the Gene Ocean people, right? Unfortunately not. I did a little bit of digging. Um, click, clack, all of his best efforts. He gets the egg to hatch. It Sorry, is a queen. Well. Her name is Karina, but she is sterile and cannot repopulate the Gene Ocean people. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Thanks, she figures out... Uh, this is mostly from Wikipedia, so I didn't go into too much detail on this. Uh, the events of Darth Vader Volume 4 in the comics. She does somehow manage to find a way to whip up, like, a mechanical womb that produces more battle droids and, like, builds her own little mini empire that way. Mm -hmm. um, she goes up against Darth Vader and loses, but does apparently survive the encounter. But unfortunately, she does not give birth anew to the Geonosians, they will ultimately probably die with her. R.I.P. All the Geonosians. Mm. Yep. Thanks, Palpatine, for another genocide. That's yes. just fine. And then my other I mean, question, my other question for these is, all right, you're trapped in a base with a psychotic droid. Who do you trust to get you out of it? Zeb, AP5, or Chopper? <laughs> Who do you trust uh -oh. to come up with a plan? <laughs> There's there's no other choice. It's Chopper every chopper, time. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Every I mean, time. If, if we want to live, definitely Chopper. <laughs> he, yeah. He's I not mean, fast enough. 
if if I just want to feel bad about myself, AP five. But if I want to live, yeah, I'm going chopper. Chopper you know, for Zeb. Ten out of ten. De- oh, definitely. Zeb yes. has good leadership skills a million times. But Chopper has that mercenary. I will kill you. To yeah, Chopper's just energy. I, Chopper's just gonna mark. <laughs> He's just gonna be like, Gah! yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Chopper will get it done. Like no matter what the cost is, like Chopper is, he's getting it done. Yes, agree. All right, guys. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for our episode today. So tune in with us next time as we continue our Rebel Season 3 coverage by meeting up with some very interesting Mandalorians. Until then, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com where you can watch all of our episodes. Enjoy Colleen's Book Corner where she reviews Star Wars literature and contact us through email and social media. As always, please keep telling other nerdy knights to join us. It really does help. You can also head over to ForgottenEntertainment.com. Check out all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast where we went through all the films in the Star Wars canon. Hopefully some news on the new season coming soon. We'll see. Uh, Until next time, though, shield generators and bow staffs up. Keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, guys. (laughs)